I feel like I've really prioritized the female friendships because I think they just fulfill me. Like they just, they just don't make me come. (laughs) (laughs) Is that cool? Hello. What a fucking surprise, Casey. What an actual surprise. You get to talk. You're here. I know. They let you leave your jobs. I mean, it's actually quite shocking, I have to say. I could, I'm like, I was, I, I myself was surprised. But we've had a really, a bit of a wild moment because, um, a person in our cast came down with the vid oh, no. last week. Yes. She is fine now, but it caused havoc I'm on uh, the sketch. I can imagine. And because of that, last week became like just totally wild. And then I am recording. Yes, I am. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then Saturday, and and last week was like a very intense week of work anyway, like a very intense week of shooting. Right, right, without having to shuffle things around. Even without, yeah, even yeah. without, even before we ended up having to work with a stand-in who, uh, photo double, fantastic person, <laughs> and also is not the same. Yeah, <laughs> no, I get it. It's not easy to do. I get it. It's just not easy to do. And do you want to hear, wait, do you want to hear something weird? Yeah. When I worked at the Rosie O'Donnell show, mm-hmm. uh, I believe I've mentioned, I started as her assistant. She had two assistants. Her other assistant, Mary, had mm-hmm. just come from being a stand-in guess for who? The Olsen twins on Full House. What? That's how small she was. Wait, okay, that's actually, I, I like literally was not, expe- I didn't, guys, just so you know, the microphone didn't go out. I just didn't say anything because I was like, I couldn't even begin to un- like to know where you were going with this because in one, on one hand, I thought like, I like my brain went through and I was like, she couldn't have been a stand-in for Sarah Bareilles. That was just making sense. She couldn't have been, was she my stand-in for something? Who is, what's happening here? Well, I did not expect that. Wow. Uh, Hollywood break. Stand-ins are actors. Oh, well, I guess if you've seen Love Actually, there's like a whole stand-in yeah. subplot, right? Like yeah, they, but you might as well stand, explain. Well, yeah. stand-ins stand there while they light right. the uh, scene and while the camera works out the kinks, the camera department works out the kinks of like how the camera's going to move and what shots they're going to get so that the actors, like me, can go finish getting ready, get their hair and makeup touched up, have it work on their lines, right. get into character, right? Whatever the case may be, and then when they're once they're done, they're often also called second team. Once once the camera's all ready, everybody's all ready, they bring in the actors first team, and then we go in and we'll typically do one rehearsal with the camera department, like. We've already done the original rehearsal. Right. Then the sec- and the stand-ins, the second team, watches our rehearsal. And then we go and we finish getting ready, get in our costumes, do whatever. 
Right. They, the stand-in, stand in for us and do the movements we're supposed to do. And then we come back and then we all do it together. Yeah. And then you put it on film. Now, but a photo double is a different person because a photo double or a body double. A body double, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were calling them photo doubles last week. I don't know if they changed it. Like, they don't call them body doubles anymore. Maybe it's like a thing. I don't know. Well, maybe because, we're not talking about people's bodies, Casey. That's yeah, it. we're not talking about <laughs> bodies. And also, like, yeah, I guess a photo double is more accurate. Like if they're if their person is gonna appear photographically right. on film, video, or I can't. You guys, the buzzing in the background. I'm sorry. I don't it's fine. It's you garbage know. day here. You know, what are we going to do? Yeah, but does this guy literally need to be using a buzzsaw right now in New York City? I don't know. Here's what always freaks me out about New York City is like everybody seems to be using power tools like all the time on roofs. You know what I mean? And I'm like, don't you do it like on the ground? Like, I don't know. I feel like you use power tools on the ground. I feel like. I don't know. I don't know it's what It's hard that, to say, Casey, what's happening at any given moment. I don't know what that moment in history doing, is all I'm saying. It's fine. I mean, it's New um, York City, baby. So it's New York City, baby. Okay. So, so anyway, photo so, our, so we had to, and then you have to like act with a photo double. It right. was just like, last week was like stressful. Plus we were filming at Ohika Castle on Long Island, right. which Taylor Swift fans wear the... Mm. Now I'm blanking because my brain is broke. Um, Some video was mm, there? I, just give me one second. Okay. It's not bad blood. It's a romantic one where they're at a castle. <laughs> and it's a guy. It's a guy and her and she's wearing a gown. And and I posted on my Instagram story that song yeah. when I was at the castle. Yeah. It's, Here, here's the good news. Any Taylor Swift fan is going to know Already this. is screaming like, right, it. Yeah. Already screaming yeah. it. And I'm sorry that I am not there for you in this moment. My brain is, again, 47 other places. Yeah. I mean, um, also, a guy is, like, using a power saw in your ear. In my... I mean, I'm wearing headphones, and it still is pretty fucking loud, is what I'm yeah. going to say. So yeah. I can't even imagine what you guys are hearing. But... And now here it, we got... Here we go. Here we it go might with the not, sirens. It might not. They're coming to arrest the saw guy. <sighs> so we got to breathe through this. This is what we're doing. You know what? I felt such, um, you know, I always listen to my Chani Nicholas uh, horoscope thing. Yeah. And I felt very good this week that she was like, this is a week of just... Nothing. Yeah. Like this is like a holding pattern. This is like yeah. a liminal, a liminal moment, a liminal yeah. state. Like, I'm gonna close these windows and I will be right back. <laughs> okay. Should I be like New York? Should I be like, shut the fuck up? <laughs> yeah. I think it'll hopefully it'll just be better for you. Oh, you're talking about Chani. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, so. I have so, like, I really feel like I have so many, so many things to tell you and to talk to you about. And it's just been too long, you know? Yeah. Um, and I hate it. And I'm, and I, I, I miss talking to you and like, I miss you. 
I miss you too. You did not miss LA this week because speaking of noise, apartment noise, whatever, we have we've had helicopters over our house in LA. That's pretty normal. Helicopters. We had for the first time helicopters so low that it blew all the leaves off of our trees, like with a searchlight through our yard over and over. How so come? How come? Uh, apparently there was a break-in on mm-hmm. the in on the corner down the street, apparently. Mm-hmm. That's what Eli told me. He read on uh, one of his crime apps. scanner apps that he sure. likes. Um, but I hope everything was okay. I've not been able to find, up a- find any follow-up information for why, in a scary way, helicopters uh, were just several feet above all of our yards in the valley the other night. But it literally, like... Like, I feel like I could have reached up and grabbed the helicopter. It was so low. Um, I don't, like, I gotta be honest, that's literally not my favorite. No, it, it, well, it's very, like, it's very apocalyptic. You know what I mean? Part of the end of my relationship with Los Angeles had to do with exactly what you're describing. Yeah. Yeah. Because of where my old house was. Yeah. I was very uh, much in, there were things that were happening in my neighborhood and there, like, like in the vicinity in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And there were just near constant helicopters low. Right. Always. And it wasn't just police. And it was like, it was like multiple police, then also news choppers, because this was in the summer of 2020 and during Black Lives Matter, the protests that were down in Hollywood. And they stationed, I don't know if you guys remember this, the National Guard at like, Hollywood, well, it was actually very close. Like if you went up into the hills, like that was sort of where my old home was. Right. And it was just like nonstop all night and all day. Yeah. And it was starting to feel like, yes, apocalyptic. It started to feel like I was like actually losing my mind. Like you could never get away from the sound. Yeah. Sound can make you claustrophobic. I'm going to say it. Yeah, for sure. Well, it was really interesting because once it finally ended, and like we, we, I wouldn't say we know the people that live in the house that was supposedly broken into, but they've said hi to us. Like you know, we're we're friendly with the people that live there. So, but I still don't know what happened. I will say that my neighborhood is pretty noisy. Like a lot of you know, it's just houses close together, and people are like always out at all hours, like talking and dogs barking. We used to have a rooster. I think the rooster's gone. I don't know. I haven't heard him in a while. I gotta say, guys, I'm all for like urban farming, but a fucking rooster in a city. Get out of here. I Just like him. Here. Here's here's a fun mm. fact about roosters. Everyone thinks they crow at the crack of dawn, and they do, but they they just crow whenever the fuck they feel like it. You know, like it's an all-day thing for some roosters. So, but I liked him. I he he had like good comedic timing, this rooster, but I don't know whatever happened to him. But anyway, after the helicopters ended, the neighborhood was just silent. It was just silent. And then um 
it it was just a moment that really brought out like the personality of like everyone in my family because you know Matt and I were looking out the windows like what the heck's going on and like Eli started looking on the police scanner apps and then Lincoln went around and like shut and locked every window and locked Aww. every door what was your reaction well, what I was were you just, doing? I just was kind of like, yeah, this is weird. And of course, I asked Eli if he knew what was going on because he's the one that always like is the first to know about anything. Um, but then, you know, Lincoln seemed anxious and his room is in like another part of the house. So we sort of were like, if you're anxious, it's okay. Come sit down here in our room and watch TV with us or whatever. And um, the dogs were freaking out because they have had a really traumatic time, um, which I'll tell you about later. But so we (laughs) are they okay? They're fine. They're old and they're fine. But but we let the dogs come down the hallway, which we don't ordinarily do. And then Birdie stole a tissue out of our wastebasket, and she camped out in the middle of the hallway with the tissue. And basically, like, growling at anyone that came near her, thinking they were going to try to take the tissue away from her. So we were all, like, trapped. We were all trapped in our bedroom and Eli's bedroom until Birdie lost interest in the tissue. Because she actually charged Matt when he tried to walk past her to get a drink of water. Correct. So we were we were all held prisoner by uh, Miss Birdie the dog. Um, I have also been held prisoner by a Birdie, so I get it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, you guys. Except not really. Oh, my um, gosh. But that seems that seems like kind of intense. It was intense. The trauma with Birdie the dog is that uh, Lincoln was... I don't, Lincoln was working. Uh-huh. M- Matt and I had gone out to do some errands, and Eli was mm. home alone with the dogs. And he texted all of us saying, everything is okay, which God bless Eli. He knows my anxiety. And he always starts with, everything is okay. Mm -hmm. Birdie just came in from outside and she spit something out. And uh, she was acting kind of weird. And I went over and it was a bee. So I think she got stung in the mouth by a bee. Oh, no. Is there any Benadryl in the house in case she has an allergic reaction? And we were like, yes, there's Benadryl liquid. It's in the closet, in the hallway, et cetera, et cetera. And then a couple minutes later, we were in Target getting toilet paper. He called us to say she's kind of, like, gone really pale. Like, the inside of her mouth is really pale. And her, the, like, pink, you know, pink area around her eyes is really pale. And she's kind of, like, collapsing. (gasps) Exactly. So we we rushed home and um, came to get her. And, of course, it always happens on a Sunday. They eat vagina chocolates on a Sunday. They collapse from a bee sting on a Sunday. So we came home and, like, (sighs) yeah, she was, like, still collapsing and lethargic. And we rushed her to the emergency animal hospital. (sighs) But it turns out it was the same doctor that pumped her stomach from eating the vagina chocolate valentine's day gift a few years ago yeah and he was like oh this baby i know her (laughs) and he was just like i don't think she's having an allergic reaction we think she had a panic attack from stop it being stung by a bee because it's like the first thing that ever retaliated against her you know no maybe she learned a lesson (laughs) so anyway yeah um all i'm saying (laughs) all i'm saying 
a little consequence sometimes is what a bird needs. Sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was the big drama here is that like our dog apparently had a panic attack over a bee sting. And, I'm like sort um, of obsessed with your dog having a panic attack. <laughs> um, so that's, the, you know, I've let that set the tone for my week. Well, my week <laughs> also started with some bird drama, but it was not the fault of the bird, but I'm writing about it. It's really hard for me to know. I don't know. I'm like, I want to like, you know, I was thinking about the sub stack. Obviously I have no fucking time right now to do anything. Right, right. I was thinking about how I haven't been like, you know, we've talked about how I'm not, and now like everybody's doing a sub stack now. I'm happy for everybody. I want everyone to do them. I like, I'm thrilled. But for me, I realized that like, and, and, you know, it's hard for me to write something that's just like to write it and to put it out there. Like to me, it needs to be like perfect. And we've talked yeah. about this before, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I and I do like I started working on this thing. And I if, if I had any spare moment this past week, I would have the actually I did. I had one spare moment and I started working on this, <laughs> on yeah. this thing that I was writing. But then um, I had to do a complete day of reshoots for Mean Girls, um, the movie, the musical, the musical, the movie, on uh, Saturday. There's some actual bird drama that's happening on the balcony across from me right now. Oh, so God. Like, that's why if you, I'm like, you guys can't see this, but I'm getting distracted because there's like, I don't even know what's happening. There's like legit, what is this beautiful little bird? <laughs> It feels like a sign. I got to tell you, it just feels like a sign. <laughs> There's been like some magic afoot, I have yeah. to say. this Because last week was um, unbearably difficult yeah. in many ways. Yeah. The work stuff was just a lot of work. And then that just makes you very tired mm-hmm. and, you know. Um, but anyway, so on Monday, I'll just tell you guys a little bit of the story of what I was trying to write or what I started to write. And maybe I'll just save it for the book. What book you ask? I don't fucking know. (laughs) Am I right? Am I writing a new book? Maybe. Um, so on Monday, last Monday at nine in the morning, as I'm trying to like squeeze my little body into yet another impossibly tight and sequined outfit. Here's the thing about sequins when they're really tight, a sequined outfit, the zippers are tricky and it's hard not to get your skin in there because you're also trying to not get the sequins in there. And they're also like usually sleeveless and sequins are like razors to your armpits. No, I had like a full, that's a hundred percent. I had a full like sequin razor burn, like a sequin razor burn. Anyway, um, getting dressed and I get a text from Birdie, which is not super unusual because the kids have their phones available to them, but they're not really supposed to use them in school. But sometimes Birdie texts me in between classes or whatever. Right. The text was as follows. 9 a.m. Monday, April 17th. Mom, a man sat down next to me on the bus and started talking to me and I didn't reply and he kept staring at me in a bad way. So I moved to sit with a boy who goes to my school just to get away. But he wouldn't stop staring at me and he motioned for me again to sit next to him and then pretended to shoot me. 
I don't know. It was very weird. And then he yelled when I got off the bus, but I didn't really hear what he said. And I just wrote back, oh my God, baby, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And Bertie wrote back, I don't know, IDK. I don't know. I'm scared with like a, an emoji that was like with the tongue sticking yeah. out. And I wrote, okay, you're at school now. You're safe. She wrote, I know. And I said, dad, I'll pick you up after school. She wrote, okay. And I said, had you ever seen him before? And she said, I don't know. And I said, well, listen, you did such a good job. You did everything right. I'm so proud of you. And you can always like FaceTime me or dad. And then she wrote, okay. And it just like sent me into this little spin, you know, because I realized it was like the first time that that had like happened to my kid, you know, where she like really had the realization of just how vulnerable and like, and that men will look at my little kid, you know, my child. Yeah. And it was really hard. Um, And then I called Mark immediately. They're ready for me on set. So I called Mark on my way to the bathroom to try to pee before I go to set and brush my teeth because I had, you know, scarfed my egg white wrap (laughs) and my turkey bacon. And I call Mark and he's like, always the voice of, you know, calm, you know, he's always calm and always yeah. like temperate, temperate. Yeah. Is that right. Yeah, yeah. Temperate. And, uh, but I was like, I told Bertie you would pick, I told Bertie you would be there after school today, um, to get, to get her. And he was like, yeah, okay. And then, and he was like, you know, I, she's okay. I talked to her. She's fine. Like busy. Like she's okay. You know, and she's yeah. at school and you know, she's okay. And I was like, no, 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 I know, Mark, but it's just, it's this thing. Like, it's this thing that, like, I'm sorry, you just can't understand this thing. Right. You know? And uh, he was like, well, I mean, he said something sort of, like, minimizing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. Which, by the way, I'm sure he was doing to try to make you feel better in his way. Yes. This is. I mean, yes, this is like communication 101, right? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I was like, you really like, no, you don't get it. Like, you just don't get it. And he's like, okay, okay. And then we were just talking and I think he was even just like sort of thinking out loud because he always picks up cricket after school. And so then Mark was like, some said, I'm about to get, I'm like washing my hands at this point. And he's like, I'm going to see, maybe the babysitter can get birdie because I'm, because I'll have gotten cricket and I lost my fucking shit and was like, no, you're getting, like, what is wrong with, like, and I just went, like, I have never been angrier right, than I was in that moment and was so like it was like the rage of a thousand years <laughs> that yeah. came out. And 
you know, he reacted, you know, he was like, you're not, you cannot yell at me like this. This isn't, this is not a part of the way that we communicate healthfully or whatever. Like he was trying to like, and I, that only like enraged me more, but then I just like hung up. I had to go shoot an insane fucking comedy bit, like insane. You know what I mean? Like the whiplash, like we always talk, we talk about this on here a lot, right? Like the whiplash of life, the whiplash of whatever. Yeah. And it no more so apparent than last Monday um, when it was just so wild, you know? Yeah. And anyway, it sucks. It fucking sucks. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it just, it sucks that so little has changed. And also, like, I can't speak to the man on the bus, you know, but it just, it just sucks that, like, my first thought is, like, yeah, that's living in New York City, you know? Well, that's what like, Mark said. Mark said that to me. Yeah. That's what, like, made me crazy. Yeah. Was that he I know. said, he literally said, that's living in New York City. And I was like, but that is the fucking problem. Of, right. of like, that is like, that's, you know, when we talk about like, we were just having that, I was just having this conversation yesterday with my friends, Kate and Christine. Like, whenever people get on some fucking tangent about how these kids don't want to work these days and blah, 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 I'm like, Dudes, maybe the kids have it fucking right. Maybe your life shouldn't be your fucking job. And maybe you shouldn't be disrespected or minimized at your job. And that life is more important. And the way that you feel and your enjoyment of the world is more important than fucking pressing some goddamn buttons for someone else. And maybe this idea that like, the kids these days are too sensitive and can't work and blah, 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 is like, no, guys, we just had it fucking wrong. And in raising the new generation, the parents validated the feelings that they had and encouraged them to, like, figure out what it was that they wanted to do and be and say and where they wanted to put their energies and when things don't line up with it, they're like, yeah, actually, peace out, you know? And it, like, because it had never occurred to me, literally never had occurred to me before fucking Me Too that I should have demanded more from the entertainment industry as a young woman entering it. I just thought, here we are, and this is the system that is in place, and my job is to just be in the system because I want to be in the system. And so if that means having to like laugh off these things, that's just what it is. This is, this is the way that it is. There's ne- right. it's never going to change. Right. But it changes incrementally or all at once if enough people are like, actually guys, no, that's kind of bullshit and we're not doing it anymore. I don't right. know. And so I guess like you saying that's living in New York City, Mark saying that's living in New York City, I'm saying, like, fuck that. Like, it doesn't need to be that's living anywhere. Like, I'm done with it. And I hate it. And I don't want, like, 
I don't know. Like, I just don't want to accept that anymore. I don't want to fucking accept it anymore. And I, like, I don't want to accept it on behalf of my kid. And I don't want to accept it. But, like, also, I know there are, like, systemic issues and mental health. I get it. Like, I know that this is not. But the, I don't know. Like, to me, it's like everything comes back to this the toxic masculinity and like the message that men and you know in the page like in the patriarchal society that we live in like in the message that like men deserve and can do whatever the fuck they want to do with very little repercussions if any right even like even people with mental illness yeah do you know what i'm saying well you as you're just talking about like you know we should have demanded more early in our careers. We probably could have, like, if we, I don't oh, know. we would have for sure never worked again. We never would have worked, <laughs> never would have worked again. No, I know. You know what I mean? Like, I know. I, I already had too big of a mouth. I think that. Uh, same. I, like, the amount that I spoke up for myself, which was not nearly enough, did me enough harm. Hiya. Hiya. Guys, we've talked about it before. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. I learned this the hard way with my own children. Filled with like two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, gummy junk that growing kids shouldn't eat and definitely should not be wedged in their little teeth. (laughs) But that's why Haya was created. It's a pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. Most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar, and can really cause a lot of issues. Haya is made with zero sugar, zero gummy junk, and it tastes really good and is perfect for picky eaters. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full body nourishment that kids need with a yummy taste that they love. It's pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables, supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamins, D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others that help support immunity and energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, and bones, and all of the things. Plus, it's non-GMO, it's vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, everything else free that you can imagine, and is designed for kids of all ages, sent straight to your door. What's not to love? Honestly... My kids love it. They had so much fun decorating the little bottle with the stickers so that they could each have their own and they knew that it was their bottle. And I highly recommend checking them out. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order to claim this deal. That is huge. 50% off is huge. To claim this deal, you must go to hayahealth.com slash busy. This deal is not available on the regular website, go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash busy and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Athletic Greens. (laughs) (laughs) A classic. Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that Casey and I use literally daily. Athletic Started greens. taking. I mean, we love athletic greens, guys. Years Have you gotten, now. Get into it. Get into it. Get 
into it? We've been taking it for years. I took it because I was on like a fairly intense supplement regimen recommended by my doctor. And I just got tired, honestly, of opening all the bottles every day. Not for (laughs) me. So one scoop of athletic greens in a cup of water, a cup of juice Mm -hmm. in a smoothie, easy peasy, bang it Mm -hmm. all out. Listen, here's what I like about it. I thought I needed to put it in a smoothie in order to make it taste good. And here's what I found to be true. I can just do that with water. I don't even need to put it in a smoothie. And the reason why is because it tastes great. Yeah. It's one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. You get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that help start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports gut health, nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, basically all of the things, all of the things. And it's lifestyle friendly. That's what I was going to say. Keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it's all fine. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything. So you're all set. And this is so great because it's one thing, a small micro habit with big benefits. And the subscription also, by the way, comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is very important to add in. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially because we're heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash busy. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash busy to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay. I didn't put this in my book, Casey, but you know that the incident with James Franco throwing me to the ground, blah, 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 whatever that's in my book that then you guys know. And if you don't, just fucking read the book. I can't help you. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like read it's it. like yeah. just read read it. It's just I can't. Imagine I can't if you got right in now. trouble with people for spoiling your own book. If they were like, "Way to spoil the James Franco chapter for me." I can't. I, I can't. was just was, about and by to the way, read it's it. Not the James Franco chapter. It's a chapter <laughs> about my like entrance into this business and my first job right. and freaks and geeks. And I loved freaks and geeks. Right. And that, but that situation that happened to me was like a perfect encapsulation of the deferential treatment to like beautiful boys as opposed to women, young women, young women, young replaceable in quotation marks, women. And if I wanted to stay in this industry, I needed to like be able to roll with it. right? Right. I, and this is the part that I don't, I didn't write into my book or I didn't, didn't write into my book. Nope. Didn't write in my book. Um, is that I did a job, a movie after Freaks and Geeks ended. And after the second or third day, the actress, the other actor I was working with said, I'm so grateful that you're so rad to work with because I had heard horror stories. And I was Mm. like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. 
And this actor had heard that on Freaks and Geeks, I was super difficult and made James Franco's life hell. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, what do you do? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I, this is 1999, whatever, 2000, whatever year. I think it was 1999, actually. Yeah. Like, what am I, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. I'm like, well, it's not true. I hope you tell your agents and managers that told you that, that it's not true. Right. And then, well, talking about systemic things, right? Like, then I'm like, why are you telling me this? You know what I mean? Like, how is that? I guess, like, the person's trying to clue you in that you have a reputation, but I'm like, how is that? (laughs) You know, it's just, like, it's weird. Systemically, like, we're all nuts, like, the way that maybe, Or maybe for the first time it was dawning on her that you can't trust everything that people tell you about, especially about women, other women. True, all true, but... Here's my tip. If you heard someone's horrible, don't tell them you heard their horrible. I was, I'm glad for it. I'm glad glad? I had that information. I I am now. I wouldn't be psyched. No, at the time I was not psyched. No, at the time I was not psyched, but it it fueled my, um, fueled my rage, but also, but it fueled my rage and my desire to like continue to work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think in retrospect, I'm really grateful I have that information because like, as I look at, I don't know, fucking everything, everything, the whole picture of a thing that we're trying to like help break down. Yeah. White supremacist fucking patriarchal system of oppression. Yeah. That we're like, oop, this doesn't, mm -mm, not great. Right, right. Um, I'm glad I had the information that people were saying that about me because if I hear that about, let's say, or ha- I have historically right. heard that about a person of color, right. about a black right. actor. Maybe I'm like, wait a minute. That's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that story. I don't know right. if that's the truth. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Of course. It's just common. You know, I've heard about myself that I'm, that people think that I'm difficult or that I'm tough. And like, it's not even like, it's not even always like I'm on some righteous crusade. It's like, I want Oh my wanna... God, remember on, when that, on Dumois, like a year ago, and they yes. said that everyone from the, what was it? Was everyone oh, like from the, the- crew from Busy Tonight? No, not the crew. Or... It was, didn't say crew. It oh, said it everyone said, oh, from the- execs the, from e. The execs yeah. thought that I was so, that I was so difficult, impossible to work with and whatever. And I was like, guys, this is just like, steeped in misogyny. Like, this is insane. This yeah. isn't even, like, worth reporting. Because, yeah. yeah, no shit the executives thought that because I, like, had a fucking opinion because Casey and I were, like, fighting for a vision that we had for a thing that we right. believed in. And okay. they seemingly didn't care about that much. That they seemingly didn't even give a shit about. So, except that like, I touched my hair too much. And I was scary when I ran. <laughs> But that's the thing, kind of, is, like, I, I'm not even on some, like, righteous crusade. I just mostly, like, in a work situation, I want to make the best thing possible. So yes. I will definitely speak up for that. And, again, it's, like, I know we've talked about this on the on the podcast before, but, 
Like, when I'm telling you you shouldn't do something on television or that you should do something on television, it's because I'm trying to help you. You know Mm. what I mean? Not because you're trying to make the Nickelodeon show, you can't do that on television. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Okay, I'm I'm just checking. I'm just checking. (laughs) I'm trying to help the person that, like, I'm giving you my sincere, hard-won uh, benefit of my experience over the years uh, saying, like, you know, here's my gut on this. And, like, I can't say it's right or wrong, but I think it's the right thing for you to do. So it's it's really difficult when people say that you're difficult because you're like, you know, I'm just trying to do, like, the best thing and the right thing. I'm trying to do the most right thing. And so if that's what people are getting hung up on and saying that, like, someone's difficult, like, you know, I don't know. Difficult for you? Because maybe you're difficult. You know what I mean? I've had conversations with dudes that I'm friends with in the last couple years, too, where even even our old pal, uh, you know, our old pal Eric Green, where... I've said where they've said something like, oh, I heard so and so. Oh, oh, that person, I heard that person's a nightmare. And it's like, is she? <laughs> or do we need to reframe yeah. it? Yeah. In light of the fact that like we know things now that we didn't know before. Right. And like people were painted with a very broad stroke if right. they took issue. With rightfully took issue with the treatment, with the way that they were treated and the things yeah. that were happening. Yeah. And wanted to like advocate for something better. Yeah. So whenever I hear like, oh, this person difficult, whatever, I at this point, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm all, gonna, yeah. I'm I'll just going to, I'll judge, I'll judge for, for myself, myself yeah. someday. Yeah. That's not to say I've worked with some fucking tough people, guys. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that everybody's a walk in the park. Yeah. We know that's not true. Well, I mean, I, I told you about this, but I don't think I've said it on the podcast. I had a meeting for a job that was like it was very intense and I met with a lot of people and they kept saying to me, Well, you are well known for working well with difficult people. And I was like, Am I? <laughs> And then they were like, yeah, so, like, what's your strategy? And I was like, I don't think I've ever really worked with anyone difficult. You know what I mean? Like, for the most part, in doing this job, like, everybody's here to do a good job, you know? And, like, somebody's doing what they think is the right thing for them, unless they're completely self-destructive, which I've certainly seen, but I don't think is is usually the case. But I'm like, if someone's being difficult, it's difficult for them. It's not difficult for me. I'm just here to do what I'm here to do. And, like, people but can also, but also take my advice I, or not. Right. But also the idea of, like, what is a person who's difficult? Right. Like, is it a per- it's a person who advocates for themselves? It's a person who like whose ideas fall outside the norm of what right. the like general consensus is. Or like, maybe someone I, I mean, who knows? It could be someone who has addiction issues. It could be someone who is self-destructive, but like, you know, 
if someone's self-destructive, they're not me destructive. They're, you know, I'm like, I'm not like, oh, this person's a big handful of pain in my ass. I'm like, I feel compassion for this person and that they have to do this job at the same time they're like juggling this personal shit. But like, I'm going to just do the best I can to like get a show on the air. So like maybe sometimes I'm part of the problem. Who knows? But I'm like, it's so weird to me that like, People are so, people are so free about saying, and it, it is. It's always women or like any person of color or it's, whatever. That's what I'm saying. It's like so people are so free to say like, oh, that person's difficult, and then I'm like, you might take the bait or you might like pause for one second, look at the person saying it, and be like, oh, you know what? You're also difficult sometimes. I don't know. It's so weird how people get these, like, reputations bestowed upon them by people who don't hold themselves to the same standards. It's just very, it's very bullshit. Yeah. And 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 we've come to just be like, well, this is what it is. Like, you're, are you going to lecture every single person that gossips to you about someone? Probably not. But it it really sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Um, Christine's here. She's working here today. Aww. She's staying at Casa Kids. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Well, I'm so I'm sorry that that all happened. It's I New, know New it was York weird. Is, it was weird and hard. But like them, I mean, truly, Birdie was fine after. So yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. Birdie was fine. Yeah. I. It was more like for me. It was a couple of things. It was like that thing that any working parent who's listening can fucking relate to, which is like, I knew I was like stuck there the whole right. day. I wasn't getting home yeah. till 8 p.m. Like I knew that. Yeah. The earliest. And like, just bummed that I couldn't be there to protect my kid, you know? Yeah. A. B, that like, That my ex-husband, like, wasn't able to, like, meet me in the place I was hoping he could because, right. like, he knows all my shit and, like, but he was in his own thing. You know what I mean? Like, we're both. Yeah. And also, that's okay because we're not married. Like, we're not staying married. You know what I mean? Right, but right. we do have these kids together. But I'm, but then, and then, and then, I was, like, having a hard time because I'm, like, I would like a person like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who can meet me in those moments and like ha have like a sense of the thing that I'm, look, you know, like needing-ish. Yeah, yeah. And I could tell them too because I certainly have before. Yeah. Anyway. What, can I ask you a question? What do you what do you wish Mark had said in that moment? I think that like and this is like a thing we like you know years ago like went through in couples therapy and even like when we were breaking up like talked yeah. about in couples therapy. Like I think just like validation from my feelings about it. Yeah. And that even if he doesn't get it fully or like thinks that I'm overreacting which is entirely possible given my own fucking trauma and who yeah. I am, my own experiences as a woman in this world. Yeah. Maybe I am, you know? But just to be sort of more, to, 
to sit in the moment of like, just, I'm really sorry that happened. What, how can I like help? I, you're at work. How can I help ease your right. Right. anxiety and like pain about this moment? And the truth was I immediately had identified it, which is that like, right. you need to pick her up after school. Right. I need you to be there. And then he like, for whatever reason, because of his own thing, you know, was like trying to do the math and like cricket and the babysitter, what time the right. babysitter can get there and all this stuff. Right. And so he like was like, well, maybe thinking out loud, maybe, but you know, to be honest, if he hadn't said that to me and he had just made the call and had the babysitter, I would have been like insanely angry as well. Right. So like, right. I don't know, but like, but I think maybe more just like instinctually knowing that like what I'm saying is what I need in this, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because he was, he his point was like, that's not what Bertie, Bertie is, Bertie's gonna be fine. Right. And I was like, no, 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 I get it. I'm not okay. Right, right, right. And like, I need as a parent support right now. Like I need to know that if I could, I would go. And yeah. be there after school waiting, you know, yeah. but I can't. Yeah. So that was more what I was like hoping for. Yeah. You know. Oh my gosh. So last week I told you we were just having such a wild time at work. And I brought Element to work and like put it out at craft services so that Everybody could just have a little bit of a boost of their electrolytes. Oh, I love because it. Because it's so important to replenish electrolytes, you know, after you have a couple glasses of wine or if you're working out or or just like working, working. an active lifestyle. Very That's long all. hours. Yeah. Like it's just pretty important because electrolytes do so much for your body. So many things that you probably don't even know that they do. Uh, they facilitate hundreds of functions in your body, the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, fluid balance. Element can help prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, and other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. And it's formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs with none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. We love it. Element is so good. It's a really big deal. I mean, for real, if you just have one of those days where you're not feeling like your best, chances are you're maybe a little dehydrated. It happens to everyone. Yeah. And the, the quickest cure for me is just to tear open an element and drink a glass and it's refreshing and then I just feel normal again. Yes, it really helps you feel normal again. Uh, right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any order. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors or you can share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinklmnt.com slash best. This deal is only available through our special, special link. <laughs> you must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash best. And Element offers a no questions asked refund. So 
try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, just share it with someone and Element will give you your money back. No questions asked. You literally have nothing to lose. (gasps) Wild grain, wild grain. We love you, wild grain. I love the smell of fresh baked bread coming out my oven. Wait, what? I don't know. (laughs) Um, coming out my this oven. Is, I don't know. This is Sarah Bareilles' next Broadway musical. <laughs> oh my God. It might be though. That's true. It might be. Um, no, it's not. But we do love fresh baked bread coming out of our oven. Yes. Um, but don't love all the work involved and the no, mess. No one, no one does. No yeah. one loves that. No one so, loves that. You have friends coming over for dinner and you're like, oh boy, what do I, do I have enough food? It's not fun. Get wild grain. You're always going to have crowd-pleasing breads, rolls, pastries, pastas, and more. We love it so much. The cookies, the croissants, the bread is Mm -hmm. so good, Mm -hmm. but the cookies and croissants, like I dream of them. So good. So good. And unlike typical supermarket bread, wild grain uses a slow fermentation process. It's easier on your tummy. It's lower in sugar, rich in nutrients and antioxidants. I'm like very into Wild Grain. Plus for every new member, Wild Grain donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank. So you can eat good and do good all at the same time. All you have to do is sign up at wildgrain.com slash busy and choose which type of box you want to receive and how often it's very easy to reschedule, to skip or to cancel. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box. Did you hear me? Free croissants in every box <gasps> when you go to wildgrain.com slash busy to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box. <laughs> and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash busy. That's wildgrain.com slash a busy. Or you can use promo code busy at checkout. There you go. I don't know. And then there was some other stuff last week that I can't talk about just because I just can't. Yeah. Um, that was really, really fucking hard with work and like, it just nuts. And then, um, and then I had like kind of been seeing that guy that I made out with. I really like genuinely was into this guy. Like I really liked him, but I don't know. He doesn't, he doesn't live here. And like, I clearly have a thing that I like pick people who are unavailable. Right. And so I had, and he's kind of unavailable emotionally too. You know what I mean? Right. Bless, if you're listening, hey. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But maybe, maybe you're trying to tell yourself something. Well, that's what I was getting to. Okay. The realization that I had this past week was like, oh, shit. Okay. So, girlfriend, what is it that you're looking for? Right. And part of it is just to be able to escape the really unbearably hard things and the other part of it is to just 
be able to escape the really unbearably hard things. Yeah. And distract myself with something that's like novel. Feels novel. Which I know you know this. I'm saying this for listeners. That's a huge thing with people that have ADD and ADHD. Yeah. It's, it's like serotonin. It's a yeah. it's a it's dopamine. It's like a Yeah. So anyway. And I really do like that kid. He's not a kid. I mean, he's like <laughs> he's like he's yeah, I really do. I really do like him. Yeah. Like, I really do. Yeah. I'm glad that, like... You met and, like... I, sure. Yes. Yeah. But I can't do this to myself or... And it's not what I need in my life right now. I do... There is a lot that I have to sit with that's really fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> and really painful. And, like, distracting my, myself. Isn't going to get me where I'm going, you know? Right. Because it'll all still be there. Because it's still there, guys. Still fucking there. (laughs) And, um, and so all that to say, I fully deleted my dating app Raya profile and subscription or whatever it was that I had. Like, I just got rid of it all. Okay. And, um, it's not, and also it's not for me, you know, it's just yeah. not for me ever. Yeah. I don't think. I, I get don't it. Think. I get it. Um, because I, because it, because as a person with ADD, it's too enticing. Yeah. It's too enticing for somebody, for somebody who's like looking to, it in a way, like, you know, I I have been really historically speaking great at disassociation. Yeah. And that's what that is for me. It's like a I'm it would allow me to continue to disassociate from the reality of the things that I need to like sit in and be with and parent and be there with real fucking loves of my life. Yeah. And, you know, and myself. Yes, yourself. It also just sounds like at this moment, which isn't surprising, and I'm sure so many people are feeling the same way you're feeling, and I feel like this too. It sounds like at this moment, you have a lot of the discomfort in your life is around anxiety that you have about, like, everything, like the world, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I'm sure... People have heard the word gamification, gamifying things, and social media is designed like a game, and all of these fitness apps are like designed like a game. And if you're the type of person to really get involved with like a new fitness regimen, you're already primed to be the kind of person. Or, you know, if you're the kind of person who's like, I just play Candy Crush to like keep my reflexes sharp and to keep my brain sharp, like, that's great, and there are, like, benefits to those things, but also you're already the kind of person who is primed to sort of get 
hooked on it a little bit and rely on it when you do want to disassociate from things and like check out from things. And the thing is, is like, because of who you are, you never, I mean, this is probably not the thing that you want to hear, but you can't really check out. I can't. No, I agree with you. Any person. That's the truth. Any person that you ever meet, mm-hmm. your, like, third thought about them should be, how would this person then integrate into the life that I already have? Totally. Because you can't, like, you're not Charles Kuralt. You're not going to have, like, a whole second family. Do you remember when Charles no. Kuralt died and we found out that he had a second family? I don't know family? who <laughs> He's like an old-timey news guy. Yeah. He's a news guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Your parents will God, definitely remember know that. Who. Remember that? Remember that time when men used to just be able to have entirely whole other families? A friend of mine from school, her dad passed away. And uh, at the wake, a woman came in with a small child and just had, like, too much of a breakdown for a complete stranger. No. And, like, 30 <laughs> minutes later, everyone figured out second family. Oh, my God. I had you a know? friend and I friend, had a friend in high school who's the like after high school they found out that there was like a whole second family in another city. What I'm always curious about is like does the second family know that they're the second family or is the guy keeping it total secret from I think both? I I think it varies from from yeah. uh heist to heist. Case by case basis. <laughs> case by case basis. <laughs> I think it's a case by case basis. But um but yeah, like I. But you're not gonna do that. You're not gonna. You're not trying to do that, and you no, wouldn't be able I'm not. to. So no, I'm not, and I can't. And like, right. and you know, it's fucking tough, man. It's tough because I actually also because also I am like I do crave it. You know, I have always like desired a person who like desires me. Yeah, you know. I think yeah. that's not that unusual. Although some people don't. I'm not kidding. Like, I yeah. have friends who are like, nah, no, no, it's good. Like, I like it yeah. when it's there, but when it's not, I'm like, fine. Yeah. I've always been a person who's like, I just like really would love to be like, oh my God, the person I'm in love with adores me. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I've like never, and I feel it. I, that per, yeah. The person I'm in love with adores me and I feel it. Yeah. And I just haven't had that. But you know what? Like in this moment that I posted this thing today. Well, two things. Yeah. I want to talk to you about two Instagram posts that I had. Where people were like surprised that you're, you hey, were getting. How fucking weird is that? No, that was, I wasn't even going to, I literally wasn't even going <laughs> to talk about that. Because I'm like, guys. I can't do your own research. Also, motherfuckers, if you get onto a celebrity's Instagram page and you are surprised by a situation, here's a tip. Fucking Google it. (laughs) Because guess what, bitches? There are about a million articles from over a year ago that are about me talking about Mark and my separation on this very podcast. I'm not, we, you Here's guys the thing. are not, like, listen, you don't expect everyone right now, to, you all know. No, no And you're not you guys, expecting I'm not talking anyone to, to keep up with everything. But here's the thing. Here's my hot tip. Nobody's expecting you to keep up with every detail Either. of their life, whether it's public or no. not. But just don't act incredulous or like somehow mad that you didn't know. <laughs> 
Or, what? or or just like so deeply wounded. Yeah, you're like, all caught up guys, now. <laughs> every and also you're fine. You, <laughs> sir, ma'am, are fine. You're fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't fucking worry about my kids. Don't yeah. fucking worry about where my kids are. You're fine. Worry yeah. about your goddamn self. You're fine. And yeah. if you have more questions, Google's always there. Yeah, exactly. Because guess, I've talked about it a lot in great detail. So there's information available. That's all I'm saying. There you go. There you go. So anyway. that wasn't even what you were talking about. No, I wasn't even going to talk about that. Okay, talk about what you were going to talk Although I do about. have to say, interesting point. That guy that I was dating, no one liked that post. No, that guy didn't like that post. My ex-husband oh. did not like that post. No one. Interesting. No man in my life that has any. They were all, they didn't, none of them found it. Well, no, that's not surprising though. No, like, it's not at all. But men like, that you have been involved <laughs> with, like, are not going to like it. And then Listen, I, would, I would venture to say men you have not yet been involved with are probably like, I probably shouldn't like this just to be on the safe side. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just to, I'm yeah, just going to let true. it scroll by. I, that's probably that true. Was, that's that probably was true. one for the girls. That was for the girls. It was and, for the girls. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Casey. Yeah. It was for the girls. Okay, I won't get so like annoyed that <laughs> the guy I was dating and probably everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I will say this on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Not for, it. like, it's not for lack of like being into that guy. I was fucking into him, like really yeah. into him. I just had this realization that like, this is the thing that I do. I've seen it before. And the hope is that I don't fucking see it again. Right. The hope is that like, I'm able to stop the things that haven't been servicing me and my heart, my heart deserves more. Right. You know? Right. And I can recognize what those things are and be good to myself. And so I don't know if things are diff if things were different, if that guy lived here, if he was, you know, there's like all kinds of things. Right. I, whatever. If we lived right. in the same place, if we met under different circumstances. Like I don't right. fucking know. Right. Like sliding doors. You know, but what I do know about myself is that I like really do. Ha historically speaking, I really have like gone in and then like been like, okay, I'm gonna make this work at the detriment of the things that really are important for me to be paying attention to, especially in this moment right now right, in right. my life. And I just was able to last week have this realization yeah, that like, I can't distract myself from the real fucking shit yeah. of life. Yeah. Because I don't want to anymore. I think that's so good. I think I'm so proud of you. I really am. Like, and you know, and sir, if you're listening to this person that Busy went on some dates with, um, <laughs> I'm sure I would like you very much. Just like I like Mark. He's fucking adorable. You know? He's I, like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I really, I love Mark. You know what I mean? He's Mark. And mm. like. My ex-boyfriend, everyone's happy we broke up. <laughs> oh, shit. 
it. Do we have to cut it out? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But here's what I want to say is that like also this is so good for you. It really is. It's so good for you and everything in your life stems from like the you-ness of you. I know I sound like I'm high, but like everything in your life succeeds or fails on the strength of how you are doing in a moment, like handling it. But that being said, like if you're dating someone and you're like twisting yourself into all kinds of shapes to like make it work when it's just not the hand that you have to make it work at this time. It's actually not doing the other person any favors either. Totally. You know what I mean? No, if and you that's, like, but like also like that's with this, <laughs> this, oh, this adorable guy. Like he's got like a bunch of shit happening too. Like it's not, yeah. it's the timing is not right. And so instead of like trying to like, continue to like kind of check right I was just like dude bless like yeah <laughs> like yeah. let's just let's just but that's like for me that's a huge deal I has know. never happened ever historically speaking ever fucking in my life ever 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 right so I feel like while it like bummed me the fuck out really yeah, I was also just like, I get it. I finally am fucking getting it. And, and the other, well, the two other, the posts that I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, please. The first one was that fucking, so I was hanging out with Kate and Christine yesterday, my friends from high school. And we were just like, got to the point where we were just being silly and like looking at dumb TikToks and things on Instagram and whatever. And this thing came up on my Explore page that was like, there's a trend going around on TikTok where you find the book nearest to you and you turn to page 30 and that sums up your love life. And I was like, okay, I'm doing it. And I got a book. We were at Kate's house. I picked the first book I found. I went to fucking page 30 and it was a blank page. Oh God. (laughs) Blank. Nothing on it. And at first I was just like, we were like laughing because it's like, oh my God, like how, uh, of course. But then, because we had been talking a lot about reframing things yesterday, like just the three of us, like as friends, we were like just talking about reframing stories and reframing the stories we tell ourselves and blah, 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 blah. And, and I was like, at first, I was like, oh, of course, it's blank. And then Kate was like, okay, but may I offer a reframe? You have a fucking blank page, girl. Right. Like, that's what you get to do now. Like, right. in the future, you get to write whatever you want and, like, fill it how you want it to be filled. No one else is going to determine that for you. Right. And I was just like, oh, my God. That's the fucking blessing. Like, what an amazing gift that I have a blank page, you know? Yeah. And so that was like the first thing. And then the second thing was the Val, shout out Val, Val energy healer Val, who's in Majorica. Majorica? She's always my, how do you say my, that? Mallorca? Mallorca. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that, that's how you say it. But I but it's spelled she's Majorca. Always, so in my head I have going to say somewhere. Mallorca. So she's in Mallorca right now. Yeah, but you know what? You can you can heal the energy anywhere you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying she knows how to live, this lady Val. Woo. Maybe we all need to fucking take a page. She's <laughs> living it right. So anyway, yeah. she's in Mallorca, Val. Um, but she had given me like one of the mantras she had given me of things to say. It was like, like 
part of it is like you draw, you, you're drawing in things that you, you know, either think you don't have or you're lacking or you want or whatever. And so mine was like, you know, unconditional pure love is like what I, I said that I was like, yeah. I want unconditional pure love from, I mean, I was like, you know, from a man, right? Right, like, right. I'm whatever, but I was like unconditional pure. And so she gave me this mantra of like unconditional pure love is, is here for me now. Unconditional love is here for me now. And Christine and I were driving to visit our friend, like to visit Kate, because yeah. she doesn't live in the city. You know, we were driving to see her yesterday. I was sort of like telling Chrissy about like the guy I'd been seeing and then about like just uh, like just a bunch of, uh, you know, just like my feelings about yeah. all these dudes, you know, yeah. like all of these dudes, all the young dudes. And, uh, and I said something about like, well, I have a pattern, I have a type, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what the fuck is that mantra I'm supposed to be saying? What is that fucking mantra I'm supposed to be saying? I was like, open my phone, like open my phone and go into my notes app and like find the da, 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 da. And Chrissy said it to me and I said it out loud. And then I started hysterically crying mm -hmm. because I realized how much... I realized how much unconditional pure love I have in my life from you and Emily and Kate and Christine and Michelle and my children and Eric Gurian and, and Eric fucking Gurian, Tina, Tina and yeah. Jeff and like yeah. and Renee and Sarah Bareilles and Bolabel and all these people that like show up for me all the time, unconditionally loving me in all of my fucking messiness and weirdness and Jen and like Jenny Connor and like just these majority of women, they're the majority of them are women, but just that these are the things that I have thought I'm looking for and it's just insane I just am overflowing with it. Yeah. And it's just there. It is. It is here. It's always been. It's not that different than your closet, right? Like, <laughs> if when this you're is a dig about how I have too many clothes, I'm, I'm out <laughs> no, of here. No, but it, that, that's everyone, right? <laughs> when you're like, you think you're looking for this thing, and sometimes you go out and you try to like get this thing. And then when you finally get it, you're like, oh, shit, I already had this. I had this two times. I had this three times, you know? And also, I think for women, it's complicated, but it's complicated because of the patriarchy, because the patriarchy is what has always told us that these two things need to go together. Mm -hmm. But I think that women confuse sometimes a sex life with a love life. And mm. so that's the reframing that I think we really need to focus on is that, like, you know, some of us do have so much love in our lives, but it seems not as important when sex is not attached to it. And right. so then we just don't give it the credit that it's due for, for what it does for us. And, you know, and that's not our fault because we were conditioned to believe that unless it's a person that you're romantically and sexually involved with and very committed to and monogamous with, that it's, like, not worth anything. And I, I mean, just, and I've just, I just, the realization I've had is, like, how fucking committed 
have we all like have my girlfriends and I been to each other. Emily, right. Bibi, and I like since we were five years old. Right. Kate and Christine. Kate sat with me in every fucking church in Europe that we went to when I was 15 years old, like, and just sat in the back and waited for me to be done. When we were on, like, a little hiatus, I spoke to Lane Moore, who's a friend of mine. And Oh, I know, I know. She's, a, she's like, a, she's a singer, comedian, author, and she wrote this book, uh, You Will Find Your People. And we talked... We talked a lot about just about what we're talking about right now, about how we put so much energy into, um, you know, thinking about and obsessing about and vetting romantic partners and how we don't put as much thought into like our friendships and particularly Mm. like female friendships. We just expect and take it for granted that they Mm. will, that they'll come and that they'll work without anyone doing any work, that they'll be Mm. effortless and, you know. But I've heard you say a lot of times that you think it's, like, worth it to invest in your friendships, like, that, you know, that you could envision, like, how important it is to be even geographically close to, like, people who are friends, you know? So I— Well, that's—it's interesting because I guess—I don't know. I guess I definitely— feel like I have prioritized maintaining my female friendships in lieu of the fact that like, I don't really understand the, I mean, that's not true. I mean, I just, I feel like I've really prioritized the female friendships because I think they just fulfill me. Like they just, they just don't make me come. That's, I mean, I mean, that is what it is. No, it's yeah. True. You, that's what, that's the truth. And so, like, but I also think, like, you can probably have an intimate relationship with someone who is available to you and nearby, but also maybe not, like, necessarily think that you have a future with that person. You know what I mean? Like, it can just be casual. I don't know or, about that. I don't know who, I don't know what that, that I don't know what maybe, that is for me. I don't know. I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am in that respect. But here's what I do know is that it's not nothing. There's no version of like a dating app situation for me, Busy Phillips, that's going to ever be the way to go. Right. And like, and I... Unless if you have Kirsten do it for you, maybe. Maybe Kirsten can just operate your dating apps. No, it's not happening. I'm not doing it. No, because it, no, that's not what are you out you of your mind? Let, you should let Kirsten pick your assistant, pick like five dates for you and go on those dates when your life is calm. Just uh, to it's see. Not, I'm not interested right now. I guess is the other thing. <laughs> like I'm just not. That's well, that's great. I mean, that's just I'm not inter- you a I don't lot have of, space. I don't have space. I don't have time. I don't have energy. Saves I, you like, so much time and trouble. Yeah. I'd rather just like. I mean, I had a really fun time making out with a guy, but like, it's not like I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. I can't be like, I can't be thinking like about a fucking dude, please. Right. I can't be thinking about a dude. Do you know how many things I have to fucking think about right now? Right. Right. I can't be 
No. <laughs> no. Wait, listen. I have to change these batteries and pee. So why don't okay. I? Why don't we, uh, guys? Why don't we go to our interview that we don't have? And uh, <laughs> we don't have any interview, guys. There's no interview today. The interview is me. <laughs> We're interviewing me today. We're gonna get to the bottom of it. We're gonna solve all the issues. <laughs> Actually, I think I did. I don't know if you. I don't know yeah. if you can tell. It's a real it's not, breakthrough. Not been easy this week. I've been yeah. very upset. Yeah, I've been crying. A lot for 47 different reasons, but yeah. ultimately I feel like I'm on, I also felt like that blank page thing was like just so fucking amazing. Like, um, like I timeline jumped, like I, like, like I reset, like I actually fucking reset. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I hope that's true. I hope that's true. Don't I think, say I hope that's true. Just say it is true. It is true. You Thank know, you. I know you hate my pragmatism, but I don't always you know. hate it. I understand <laughs> it, but I'm saying that in this instance, yes. Let's just go with. Can I tell you, you why? Did. Can I tell you why I say I hope that's true? Because if tomorrow you feel 100% differently and it doesn't go well, I don't want you to feel like you fucked up by feeling I'm not going to feel that, though. Okay. I'm not feeling that. All right. But I that's promise. why I say I hope that's true for you. Because, like, if someone backslides or goes back to a behavior that they thought that they gave up or whatever, I never want them to feel like they fucked up because it's not, you know, I don't believe in that. And so I never want someone to feel like, I was their accountability partner on something that, you know, that maybe they haven't stuck with perfectly every day of their life, you know? Okay. But I understand that. But, but I also feel I'm like sure it's I'm true. like, I feel like it is true, but I'm also like, I do feel like I'm, I do just feel like I am like entering this thing. I'm not saying that I'm not going to make the same fucking mistakes or choices, not mistakes. They're not mistakes. Like the same choices. Again, I may, I don't, I don't know. I might. Who knows? But right now you feel great. I feel good, but I also feel like my learning curve is like going down. Do you know what I mean? Or like not going down. No. My learning curve is, I feel feel like like you had some growth. Whatever. You guys fucking whatever. I have to pee. Helix. Hey. We love Helix. Oh my gosh. I love Helix. I took that Helix sleep quiz and I've never slept better. Well, you were having a thing, right? Where you were like, you had a Helix mattress in In one one place place. where you stayed and not the other. So true. So true. You were like a, you were like a real live customer taste test. I really was. I really, really was because here's the deal. What you sleep on is as important as anything else, turns out. And I didn't know that. More important than who you sleep with. Turns out. Turns out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're both pretty important. Everybody's (laughs) unique. Everybody sleeps differently. Everybody's got different needs for their bodies. You need a personalized mattress. Here's why Helix is the best. You take this little quiz. I love a quiz. It tells you which mattress would be best for you and your body and the way that you sleep. And then that mattress shows up 
to your house. They offer a 100-night trial, a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out that Helix mattress, models with memory foam, models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body, optimal pressure relief. If you sleep on your stomach or your features back. to keep you from overheating. There's a hybrid design that combines individually wrapped coils at the base with foam layers on top. In case Guys, there's all they have everything. kinds of things. Everything. Plus, they're for- American made. Oh, love. And Helix has been awarded the number one mattress pick by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to for improving your sleep. And I believe it because it improved mine. Helix is offering up to 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. All you have to do is go to helixsleep.com slash best. This is their best offer yet. It's not going to last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. So go to helixsleep.com slash best. Helixsleep.com slash best. And you get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Just for you, because we love you. Go get your good sleep. Do you know that before Aura Frames came to us and said that they wanted to advertise on our podcast... Do you know what I bought for my parents for Christmas and also Mark's parents for Christmas? Was it an Aura frame? It was Aura frames. That's correct, Casey. I bought an Aura frame for the grandparents. It is a digital photo frame, guys. It is the perfect gift for not-so-tech-savvy family members. It's the perfect gift for anyone that you love that you want to, like, share photos with, too. Yes, yes. Because it helps you kind of like stay connected with family and friends that live far away. Right. We have one in our house too. Like my sister and her husband and my parents can add pictures to our frame. We add pictures to their frames. We're all on the same thing. So like we get updated pictures in these frames. I love it. I love it. So much. I just love it. It's so good. And there are other digital photo frames, but the Aura is just far superior. Well, let me tell you something. As a person, you know, you guys know, (laughs) I am not tech savvy. When the the copy says for your your family members who struggle with being tech savvy, that's actually just me. (laughs) I mean, I'm serious. Like the fact that I have been able to do this and love it and like, it's, it means that it's like actually the most user-friendly thing in the world because I am not capable of, like I, you guys, I can't even do a Google doc. Ask, <laughs> ask Casey. I, I'm really bad. I'm not kidding. I'm really bad She's at this stuff. She's not kidding. She's not so, kidding. So like the fact that I'm able to like upload photos to my mom's aura frame of the girl, you know, of the kids and like new pictures of me so that they like pop up and my mom gets to see them. How special is that? It's so It's so cool. great. And it's not just us saying it. It's been named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter, the strategist. It was selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I so, mean, that's it. And end the ad right end of, now. Go get end of one. Discussion. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. 
But it's true. It's like they're guaranteed to make your mom or your grandma smile. They're guaranteed to make you smile. Buy one for yourself. I'm sorry. It's true. It's like my favorite thing. There's no fees. There's no additional fees. You upload unlimited photos and videos from anywhere in the world. You, it's an app, the Aura app. It's free. Um, and right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. And then you use code BUSY, B-U-S-Y, to get up to $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frames. This deal ends on May 14th, so don't wait. Terms and conditions do apply. Guys, get those frames. I don't fucking know, Casey. I have like a week and a half left of this job. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. It was supposed to just be a week, but then we need, (laughs) we have to extend a minute. Sure. Yeah. Because of some stuff. COVID vibes. Um, Yeah. It's still happening, everyone. But everyone's healthy now. So thank God. Knock wood. Um, But, yeah, I just feel like I've had, like, a really emotionally intense and work intense and just intense. <laughs> just everything has been very intense. Yeah. Um, and I, like, don't want the show to end and also I cannot continue to do this at this level much longer. I will break in half. Right. It's so hard. Yeah. And so fun and so wonderful. Yeah. And the four of us have gotten like even tighter than ever before and like it's just wild. Like really I just love these women so so much like yeah well you're with each other around the clock now pretty much know. right yeah I've like definitely so. become like an annoying person that like only talks about work when I'm not at work <laughs> I dream about like the camera crew do you know what I right. mean like yeah. I like have it's just in my it's in my business yeah. constantly yeah um yeah but I have been thinking about things that I want to write in That's my break good. over the summer, I'm not working on anything, like filming anything, except I'm doing a small part in this indie movie that Jen is putting together. Oh, nice. In LA. Um, but I think I'm just going to like try to focus on like while the kids are at school writing and doing the pod and then working on whatever you and I have that we're working on. And then... uh and then when the kids are at like after school, like trying to just like hang with them and be there. That sounds things. good. Mm-hmm. That sounds once I'm done with work. Yeah. Oh, and I have to get the pro- the procedure on my thyroid. Nah. Is it gonna it'll be? be it'll be. It'll be no, it'll be fine. Not huge vibes or well, you know, they do this thing now that's like in lieu of removing because yeah. my nodule, you know, I told I told you that the nodules are just like gigantic. No, Non-cans- I didn't know uh, that. Yeah. yeah. It's like caused me to like, I started like- Everyone's thyroid is garbage. Well, they take them out, 
you know. You know, yeah, definitely. But, but I think they try not to sometimes too if they can avoid it. Well, right, because I don't have any hor- – like my thyroid isn't – doesn't have any imbalance in it. It just is got these like huge nodules on right. it that are non-cancerous. And it, less. Can't, it can't work. But it doesn't – but it's like not – it's not, it's weird. No, it's just like the nodules are like causing other issues. Like it's yes. causing like, <clears throat> like when I choke, that's yeah. like part, that's part of the reason why I choke on things. Oh my god! Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And then also like I've been now as they've gotten bigger in the last like year, I didn't even realize. I was like, it's so weird. I've never been a pukey person. And all of a sudden I get real gaggy and I puke. Right. Yeah. It's because I have like literally like a four inch fucking nodule sitting on my esophagus. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like it's just, so there's a new procedure that they do that's like very, um, like the recovery is very easy, but the, it's uh, like a radio frequency that oh, they put good. into yeah. the nodule to shrink it. Nice. Okay. And it doesn't make it totally go away. Right. The only right. thing that that would, the only thing that would make it totally go away is removing half of my thyroid. Right. And they would take like the nodules with it, but I don't want to do that. Right. And that's major surgery. Yeah, that's so I'm saying major. no. Yeah. But so I'm going to do this thing first and see if it can shrink it enough so that it's like, I'm not, you know, puking, puking. when I brush my teeth or whatever. Yeah. Um, or choking. Right. You know. Right. So anyway, so I'm going to do that. Okay. And then I'm going to be honest with you. I really am contemplating if I want to get my lower bluff, my lower eyelids done. Yeah. Or if I want to get my fucking stomach skin done. Do them both while you're I think I might. I might. I think I I, might. Because I hate anesthesia so much. So if I ever get it. I'm get. I'm gonna get a whole bunch of stuff done at one time. Well, you don't want to do too much. You can't do too much. But like three, you know me. I get like five vaccines at a time, so I'm just like, here's what I want. I think I'm gonna do my lower bluff just because, as an actress, actor, actor, guys, it bums me out. I just don't love it. I have family members that have had it done. Yeah, it's like you just have. I just have like excess skin. If you do it, yeah, it's not that. It's not that. It doesn't. It's not yeah. crazy. It's yeah. not it's not the most intense thing. Yeah. Now in my stomach, I don't know. I have to talk to the doctor about it, but I have a friend in LA who just did a similar thing and like it's amazing. Oh and good. It's like I have that diastasis, so I do have like a medical thing yeah. like where it's just never the muscles never they were split and they never came right. back together. But also like it is just that there is a part of it that's just purely cosmetic. Like and I don't want to bum anyone out. Like if you're like, I'm embracing, sure, fine, yeah. that's fine. I want to embrace bodies of all. I also just, it's pers- for me, it's just personal. And I just like, I don't know. I never judge anyone else's bodies yeah. or things the way that, you know, one does. I feel like most people, do. well, some people do because some people are assholes. Some but people like, do, but yeah. But I am personally not, uh, that's not like my thing like my vibe where I'm like judging other people's bodies and such but I do like have my own stuff everybody does that skin on my lower stomach I'm like it bums me out it's like I'm like always wearing a high-waisted bikini and I'm like that's so lame I like work I work out a lot I like 
do a lot of, I like love my body now, you know, like I love my body and I'm really strong. And then I'm just like, oh, that skin is annoying to me. So I don't fucking know. Maybe I'll just get it taken care of. And then I don't know. I'll find something else. You're, you're, it's <laughs> no, your kidding, skin. You can do it's what you want. It's my skin. You can do what you want with it. That yeah. is called agency and bodily autonomy. I have bodily autonomy. So, and you know. Lord knows. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing about your journey with that. Well, I don't know yet. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just feeling things out. <laughs> okay. All right. I think those those are good things, but I think it's also good to think about them and not to, because I, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people get a lot of work done and I'm like, I don't know if you're really vetting these clinicians that you're going to. <laughs> so I, I know that you'll do your research Oh, I'm doing the research. Let me tell you something. <laughs> um, I saw that you planned and sent out the invitation. I know. It's so weird. It, I mean, what like do we an say invitation. Here? Yeah. Or like, um, yeah, for my mom's memorial service, Whale mm-hmm. Watch Memorial Service is a go. So I'm just now like trying to... Um, trying to like con- like contact everyone that knew her and that you know might want to go and mm-hmm. so yeah so there is that so that was like i worked on that all day the other day and it was like one of those things where everybody was like had like an agenda for the day and they were like it'll take like a half hour or whatever and i was like it'll i guarantee it's going to take all day and it wound up taking like 4 hours to like get it all together. Yeah. Um but it's done and I feel happy about that that it's happening and I felt bad because like in the middle of it my husband was like do you also want to like get working on getting our plane tickets and I was like no I want to just do this one thing. And I and I know that see this is how you get a reputation of being difficult to work with. I was like no. I just want to do this one thing and I want to just focus on this and then we'll talk about plane tickets when this is over. Great. When this is, you know, because plane tickets will, knock wood, be there, you know. Um, so, yeah, so it's all happening, I guess. And uh, I don't think a lot of people from my family are coming, which kind of, you know, it is what it is. But I think a lot of her friends are coming and that's nice. And a lot of my friends are coming. So that's nice. That is nice. I'm yeah. Gonna I look forward to seeing you there. I, I feel like you'll bring whale magic to the proceedings. There's definitely <laughs> been some magic afoot. Yeah. Magic it, is happening. I do want to say our friend Adele, um, who we love, uh, was she did like the coolest thing. She's so she reminds me so much of my mother-in-law, which is like a weird thing. I would never want to pay a compliment <laughs> by telling a friend that they remind you of uh your your mother-in-law, because I think culturally mother-in-laws get a bad rap. My mother-in-law happens to be exceptional. Her yes. name is Karen, and she does not deserve uh to ever be lumped in with bad Karens because she's a good, good Karen. But um, my friend Adele told me like the days that she was coming to my mom's service. And then she said, are you 
staying at your mom's place or are you going to get a hotel? And I said, I think I'm going to have to get a hotel because I just think it'll be too hard for me to stay in my mom's place. And she was like, okay, here's the places that I was looking at. Are any of these the place that you were thinking of staying at? And I said, yes, this place. And then she was like, would it feel better for you to have a friend staying at the same place that you're at? Or would you prefer to have a friend staying at a different place? Like, do you not want to run into me in the hallway or whatever? And I was like, that's just like so beyond. That's like nine chess moves ahead of me thinking of what could possibly be going on with me like emotionally during that time or whatever. And I was like, I would would 1,000% love to have you staying in the same place that I'm staying. That would be great for me. But I just thought it was so kind of her to ask. But it was also like such a thing my my mother-in-law would be like, do you want me around or gone? (laughs) You know? Oh my God. How thoughtful (laughs) though. How fucking thoughtful. Yeah. And I just was like, I was so grateful and just grateful that like, That's a weird question to ask a friend, I guess. Not a weird question, but I get that it might feel weird for some people to ask a question like that. Like, you might worry, will this person think that it's weird? That, But she never does. She never, she never, um, like, she puts that aside, any feelings. Like, she always just asks the question, and I really appreciate it. And I was like... I appreciate that she was thinking of, like, who I'll be during that time versus, like, who I was in that moment when yeah. I was texting with her. That's She's very, very intuitive in that way, and it's super cool. And, uh, like I said, you know, I've said a million times, like, I learn friend lessons all the time from people that I'm lucky to be friendly with. So, you know, that's just another lesson to tuck away for the future. I think that's so fantastic. Like, I think that... Sometimes we're really quick to like, huh, like offer things maybe. Yeah. And instead just like asking questions is maybe the place to be. Yeah. You know? Like, I think when we offer things, we're offering what we think we would want in a moment. You know, if you would want a thing that someone else would want the same things, Um, but it just assumes that everyone is the same. So it's really, it's very cool when someone sees you and is like, hey, I know that we're not the same in all things. So just tell me, well, kind of like what you were saying, like you want to be adored by someone, like kind of being adored by someone is someone saying like, I'm seeing you, I'm doing my best to see you, but there are going to be parts of this puzzle that you have to fill me in on. So when I come to you asking a question about a piece of the puzzle, that's all it is. I'm trying to know who you are, learn who you are more, and then next time I'll know. Right. I would never have a problem if somebody that, just to make it about me again, um, (laughs) (laughs) just so you know, I would never have an issue if I was like dating a person and they were like, wait, how do you need to feel adored? Like, what is it that you need to feel, feel adored? Like, what is it? Right. You know, well, if they're into it. Yeah. I also just like have no room, I think, in friendships or relationships or whatever for just like, I'm just like very open with what I need now and like what I want and what I'm hoping to have. Yeah. I'm like, I really want people to meet me there. Yeah. Yeah. In my relationships. And if they're resisting it or, like, not picking up on it, then, you know, then obviously well, you'll you'll notice that. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that, like, we're in a place now in our lives, all, all of us, 
collectively, <laughs> guys. We're in a place now in our lives. No, I just feel like I want to. I want to be in relationship with people who are like, you know what I, you know what I need. I need this. Right. Are you able to give this to me? Yeah. Okay. If you can't, just let me know. Like, and then I'll proceed from right. there. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think. I think you really nailed it. I, I even now, like my husband, we've been together since I was eighteen. I can't. So that's long. So long. That's so long. It's crazy. But even now, he'll be like, "Wait, honey, do you like radishes? I was about to cut up radishes and put them in this salad. Do you actually like radishes? Because I realize we've never had the radish conversation. Never had the you radish know? conversation, guys. It's a big one. It's a big one. And when the radishes come calling, <laughs> you gotta know." Well, that's so funny because what was it that Birdie was just showing me? Oh, it was it was a it was a TikTok from Hunger Games or whatever. Yeah. Like Birdie was like showing me some TikTok thing from Hunger Games. Yeah. And in it, it's like the one where did you see all the Hunger Games? You read yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. I saw them and read them. It's like where Katniss is saying to PETA like all the things that she knows about him. Like, yeah. In like just kind of Showing him that, like, not she's paying attention and she, like, really loves him, you know? Right, right. And one of them is like, and I know you never take sugar in your tea. And I was like, I wonder if Suzanne Collins is a fan of Tori Amos because that's, like, that song, Sugar, is about the guy that she's dating. I know I've talked about this before, but it's, like, very, to me, like, I... Oh, it always stuck with me about yeah. how she had been dating this man for a long time and she drinks tea every day and yeah. she prepares it the same way every time. And then she asked him to get her tea and he brought her sugar, not honey. And like, she doesn't, she's never put sugar in her tea. You know, right. there are things like we've never had the radish conversation. And then there right. are things where you're like, the love is in the details of like paying attention to who I am and like right. knowing that I have never put sugar in my tea. And like knowing, you know. Yeah. Knowing that like when your child is sexually harassed on a bus, that it's going to be triggering and that you're just going to be like whatever you need. I I can can do whatever. I can do this for you. Yes. And I never even mind, I never even mind when I'm asking for something because there are times when I'm sure that I ask for things that are like way more complicated than they need to be and way over the top or whatever. And I don't even mind when someone says, I will do this for you. You know what I mean? When they're Mm -hmm. like, and the implication is like, this is fucking nuts what you're asking me to do and it's out of bounds but because I love you, I will do this for you. I don't even mind. I'm like, great. That's that. That's what I, great. <laughs> that's yeah. what I was hoping for, <laughs> that you would do this for me. And I also like, well, when we were talking about like people getting it or being resistant to it, like I hear so many times, you know, whether it's like in a TV show or whatever, or you are talking to girlfriends about things that they're handling or dealing with. When you say to someone, can you do this for me? Can you just do this for me? And they're like, no. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, then then that's it, you know? That's kind of it. Like, if 
if you can just that easily say like, no, I can't do this for you, you know, then that's a big moment, you know? I like respect it. Yeah. Then, you know, you know what I mean? I wish more people were able to say like, I don't know. I wish more people were able to say like what they're capable of. Yeah. I'm trying so hard now to be that person and to be really like for like forward facing. No. What is the word? What am I looking for? Forward thinking. I don't know. Just whatever it is. Like the. You're trying to be realistic. I'm trying to like be as open as I can be with the people in my life in whatever capacity they're in my life at, yeah. you know, yeah. with what I'm capable of handling in this moment. Like for instance, my parents were going to come to town. Did I tell you this? Oh, I don't think I knew this. Oh, maybe two, I did. Yeah. They were going to come, they were supposed to come to town two weeks ago. Yeah. And then I just realized like I'm working nonstop I'm exhausted. Right. My kids are annoyed that they're not getting me enough as it is. Like, I love my parents so much and want them to come visit. And also, like, I can't, this isn't the moment. Like, I can't, I actually can't do it. Right. It'll be too much and overwhelming. And like, even if they ended up having a great time or whatever, like, even if it all things ended up being good. Right. It is still just too stressful for me. And I was like, can we just find a different time for this to happen? Right. And I think that there's a version of me in previous years where I just would have been like, well, it's already happening. So I'm just going to do it. Right. You know, and I'm glad that I'm like more able to recognize when I need to like take a step back. Yeah. Because it worked out, right? Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, oh, uh, anxiety is my enemy these days. I think we do a lot of these things out of anxiety. Because we think it's going to, like, cause so much more trouble than it's going to cause. And it's like, just fucking say it, you know? (laughs) Like, people will say any old thing willy-nilly except for the truth, you know? Well, that's all I want. I'm, like, so fucking truthful right now. Yeah. Radical honesty, baby, but like for real radical honesty. Yeah. Which doesn't mean being a dick to hurt someone, by the way. By the way, guess what? Radical honesty is not being a dick. Right. Radical honesty is like me saying to this guy like, hey, listen, this is weird, but this week I realized that like, I kind of like I'm starting to like you too much for what this is slash seems like either of us have room for. And so I just have to like, I'm going to have to just say, I can't, I don't think this is for this moment. Timing's tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think we're, we're doing good. We're doing okay. We're doing better than Tucker Carlson. I mean, I just saw that. Tucker Carlson and then Don Lemon. Boom, boom. Within Wait, Don ap- Lemon got fired? Yeah. <gasps> really? Yeah. I like Don Lemon. I like Don Lemon too. My theory is that CNN was looking to let him go 
and was looking for their moment because and then he said that thing about ageism or age women. Well, or I'm sure that I'm sure that contributed to the feeling of needing to let Don Lemon go. But the second that Tucker Carlson like captured the news cycle by being let go from Fox, CNN immediately contacted Don Lemon's agent and told him he was done. So it like came out Wild. like an hour after Tucker that Don Lemon was like, after 17 years, they didn't even have the decency to talk to me themselves or whatever. I like Don Lemon. He has had uh, some on-air moments that have been, you know, controversial. And also, I guess there was some story, somebody, I don't know. I just read about it this morning that, like, in the past, he maybe hasn't been great behind the scenes. But I don't know. I don't know who said it, and I don't—so, again, we're talking about, like, reputations and stuff. I don't know—I don't know who said it or why they said it or what was—what they claimed that Don Lemon did. And maybe he did and maybe he didn't. I don't know, because I wasn't there. I only worked at CNN one time for a few days. I've never worked at CNN, (laughs) but I did—I did sit with Don and his partner—husband? I don't know if they're married— at brunch a couple months ago and had a really lovely conversation with them. Right. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, (laughs) is that cool? Is that a good story? I mean, it's not a bad story. It's, it's not a story. It's just like a thing that happened. It is a thing that happened. I really like them. They're nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't really watch the news. So, you know, (laughs) I don't. I know. I mean, I really don't. How would you have time? Yeah, it's just a wild day. Mercury is <sighs> oh in my god, retrograde. Mercury. Fully, that's another thing. By the way, like I, you know, I love woo. I love witchy things. I love astrology, but I wouldn't say that I like rule my life according to those things. Um, I just think they're good to take into consideration when you're thinking about doing something. But I fully, when we were talking about plane tickets for going out east to start doing stuff, I fully was like, I'm not even going to try it until Mercury retrograde is over because I just, I can't. Like, it's been wild for everyone. All kinds of wild things are happening for people. And uh, I'm not I'm not trying to have a, a Mercury retrograde story with me trying to clear out my mom's condo, you know? Let's not. Let's not. Let's, Let's not. not do that. <laughs> so I, this is the one time where I was like, oh, I won't, I won't be going that day. I won't be in, getting in an airplane that day. What are you doing your best at this week? I feel like I've said. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've made that clear. I feel like I'm... I feel like I am fucking doing it. Just, Just ha- having a trying to do these breakthroughs, take them Tur- as they come. Turning a page. Turning trying to over. turn those. I'm just like, you know what I'm doing? I'm just looking at that blank page and I'm like, yes, girl. <laughs> girl, I love you. Page 30. <laughs> You're killing it so far. <laughs> I'm deleting that. I deleted that app. I re- something did whatever uh canceled the subscription perfect i'm gonna finish this job strong i'm excited yeah 
We're having the best. It's been the best. This season is going to be so fucking amazing oh, and unhinged and fantastic. Good. I did a thing last week at work that off camera, somebody recorded Renee and Sarah watching me. They weren't in the scene. Yeah. And recorded them watching me do it. And they were both like laughing so hard. Renee was crying. Uh, and like, you know how there is that, like, it's never like there's no better compliment than like making people that you think are funny and talented like laugh you yeah 100 I mean? of course yes, of course and it was just like i felt so good even amidst all of this other shit that i've been like literally wading through in many ways you know yeah i just felt like i'm still be i'm still able to show up for my job i fucking love this job so much. I love this show. And I also like I recorded this song for the job for the season. And like I'm really proud of the recording of it. Like I had a like my own song, you yeah. know, like an Adele ballad. Aww. And I just am like I feel really good about my work. I feel really good about like my realizations and my breakthroughs and my like fucking shit. And like, just like, not that I haven't been like a literal pile of emo sobs. I feel like I'm just really doing my best at like life right now. Like I'm really doing at living, at living my life. Yeah. Living, living my life to the best. Even like, this stuff where like you and I have been trying to find time to record and last week we were really trying to find time to record and it didn't happen and I didn't let my, I didn't like beat myself up about it or like, like feel like I normally would be, that would be a thing that I would just be like, like torturing myself sort of over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I should figure out how to like wedge this in, in an in impossible place. But right. like, Instead of that, I was just like, you know what? There's so many things happening right now. I'm just going to give myself a little bit of grace and a little bit of like time. And even just in what I was feeling and dating this guy, like not dating this guy, whatever. And then like the canceling the dating app situation. It was like, I really, that was really just my own. Oh my God. It's literally my character's arc this season. <laughs> <laughs> it was just my own thoughts and feelings. It wasn't yeah. anyone else's input. It was just, and I wasn't doing it because I was af afraid of anyone else's feelings about me or wanting to control or try to, not control, but like try to mitigate anyone else's feelings or thoughts about how I was doing things. I just was like, I'm just operating from like the purest place of like, wait, what is it that I need? Not in a selfish way, just like, no, yeah. how am I going to best be able to show up for all of these other people and things and situations and life that is happening in this moment? And like, I can't do that if I'm, if I'm not like fully there. Right. I don't right. know. Does that make sense? Right. I don't know. No, I don't know, yeah. It, I don't know. To it totally makes sense. And like, you know, this is not the case for everyone, but like you and I are really fortunate like that a lot of the things that we do, even though they stress us out, like mm -hmm. they are fun and creative. And totally. like that's a dream. 
But if you're piling on so much shit that you can't enjoy the fun and creativity of it, then you've gone awry a little bit and you have to look at, at what happened and what you what you can cut away a little bit because we are really lucky. So if, you know, if I'm in a place where I'm doing my thing that I'm really lucky to get to be doing and I'm not enjoying it, then I know, you know, I gotta, I gotta take a look because it shouldn't be like that, you know? It shouldn't be like that. Yeah. What are you doing your best at? Um, I think I said too, I just am trying to like do the thing that's on my plate in front of me, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so there have been like, I did like a little side job this week and I think I'm sure I've talked about this before. Like when you're kind of doing a bunch of little side jobs, the one thing that I don't enjoy about it is that whoever hired you for a very small amount of money does feel like they're entitled to 60 hours of your time. It's insane. It's per insane. week. And, to, it's and insane. so I have just gotten a lot better about being like, here's the times I'll be working on this from this time to this time. I have other things going on and, you know, and so um, I actually had like a few side jobs cooking this week and they all, you know, they all intersected or whatever, but I just did a really good job with the one person who was like, I need all of your time with like explaining to them, you didn't actually purchase all of my time. And that's good. Yeah. And, and so, and not just work things, but I had like personal things that I needed to do. And I never used to take time to do personal things. And, you know, this time I was just like, what the fuck? You know, like, do you feel like you and I are both getting better with boundaries? Oh, 100%. 100%. Well, again, it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning. Like, I think we came up in a time where having boundaries probably wouldn't have served us very well um, career-wise, while it may have, like, served us well personally. Right. Um, and And from a mental health perspective, I don't think it would have served me very well to have very strong boundaries, uh, Career-wise. But I do think that every time, yeah, every time I learn something, every job I've ever had, I've drawn a little stronger boundaries. And, like, now, um, you know, I'm a full grown-up. And, like, if you want me to work on your thing and, like, you want me for the talents that I bring to the table, the skills and experience that I bring to the table, then you have to trust me that I can get it done in the amount of time that I know that it will take. And you just have to trust me if, you know. And also, if you're going to, like, pay me a very small amount, <laughs> be realistic about, like, what you're entitled to. Um, that's, that's 100% true. Yeah, yeah. Which is so um, funny because, I mean, obviously, like, sometimes you get lucky and it goes the other way and someone pays you a nice paycheck and hardly asks anything of you that is hard and all the rest of it is fun, you know? So I'm not, I'm definitely not complaining, you know? Like, there's there's definitely side jobs where it's all super fun and it's all jokes and a great time and only, like, a tiny bit of work that you're like, eh, I wish I didn't have to do this part, boo, but it's a balance. That's what I did this week. I balanced out, like, the fun stuff with somebody who is, like, had an outsized idea of how important 
<laughs> my role in their project getting done was. And you were like, actually, let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> what I am capable of. Yeah. Just and then like, we'll go from there. We'll go from there. We'll go, we'll from, go there. from there. Yeah. These are the kind of things, though, that I think back to when I was in my 20s and they were just so hard to say. Like, I yeah, found them just yeah. so hard to say. Oh, God, yes. And I've been really lucky because I've had, like, writing partners over the years where it, at first it's so hard to say something. And then you get to the point where you can just be like, no, this doesn't work. This is why. And, like, you know that the person's not going to break down and, like, break up with you forever, that they're going to hear you. And, you know, so it's. It's just wild. It's wild that it takes your whole fucking life to learn this stuff. And, like, I guess we'll just keep learning it. I guess that's what we're doing, guys. We're just fucking going to keep learning it. <laughs> if we're lucky. If we're lucky, yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. 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 And we, I think we are lucky. Knock on wood. Me too. Me too. Knock wood. All right, you guys. Um, that's it. We love you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Who I knows when? Like, no, it's yeah. going to be soon because I'm almost done. Okay. It's happening. Yeah. It's all happening. It's all happening. <laughs> Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Oh, no.